Welcome to Let's Talk Cake. I'm Carrie. And I'm Savannah. And on today's episode, we will be talking to Party with Carly. Cakes can truly just steal the show of a party. I approach mixing frosting the same way that I would mix paint. I'm ready to do more. I need to do more. Send me your cake recipes. Send me everything you have. I Send me everything. You know, baking is... It's such a craft. All of your senses are involved, and it's such an expression, and it's cozy, and it's so rewarding. Honestly, I'm sure everyone has been touched by cake in some way. All right, so this week in the bakery, we were able to fulfill an order for a small elopement. So right now, with the coronavirus, the rule in Utah is to not have any gatherings of more than 10 people. And so... This couple and their family, they ordered a small cake to cut into um, and quite a few desserts, actually. They ordered some edible cookie dough cups, some cake parfaits, and let's just talk about cake parfaits. They are so cute. I love them. They're Savannah's (laughs) favorite thing. She loves it when someone orders a table of cake parfaits. Yes, because you can just see each layer of cake with the filling and some pretty toppings, so I love them. But anyways, so they ordered really pretty desserts and quite a few of them. And I think along with that, they're planning to take some of the cake parfaits and cookie dough and um, the desserts to family members who weren't able to come. So just leave them on their doorstep and kind of make them feel a part of the big day, even though they can't be there due to the the pandemic in the world right now. Yeah. And speaking of family that couldn't be there, they had some siblings call us and order some of our greeting cookies. And so we have these greeting cookies on our menu and they're a large sugar cookie. They're like practically like a sheet of paper almost. And they are, they have a message, a customized message for them. And then we decorate them real pretty. And they ordered one that said, congratulations. And one that said, we love you. And then it was from their brothers and sisters who couldn't come. So that was a nice way for them to be involved in the wedding. Exactly. Pretty much like they were there, but in dessert form. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Maybe maybe not, but. Probably not exactly (laughs) what they thought. (laughs) But yeah, anyway, they did at least get to be involved and got to send something to them. And it was, so that was that was nice. Yeah, so. it's it's very cool to just see how dessert really can bring family together, even though maybe they can't exactly be together in person, but they can all feel like they are together and that everyone is thinking of each other in this time. So I mean, dessert is a good love language, right? For sure. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best. Another thing that we did in the bakery this week was we did some research on products because as most of you who work in a bakery or in your own kitchen know, um, our job is either easier or harder depending on the products that we have. And so we were thinking that for the podcast, we would like to talk about some of these things that we're discovering and get some input from all of you. So yeah, we'd really like to have a, a segment where we have you go follow us on Instagram so you can participate in some of the polls that we have and give us your feedback because I'm sure that we all have some knowledge, some experiences that would help each other. Like some of you might have some really good ideas on the best shoes to wear in the kitchen, something that doesn't hurt your feet, that you can finish up the day without your feet killing you, and that also is slip resistant. And so, yeah, just some different 
some different products, some different ideas. I mean, there are so many things we can talk about. Um, turntables, spatulas, uh, mixers, pans. pans, yeah, just all kinds of things. And so we're going to be doing some research and periodically we'll be talking about some of these things, some of these products. And we would love to get your input since you're there in the trenches. You're there working and dealing with these things. And so, you know, you're going to know as well as anybody what things work for you. Exactly. So like my mom said, if you don't follow us on Instagram, go follow us there at Let's Talk Cake Podcast because that's where we will be kind of doing these polls and getting everyone's input. And honestly, as a community of cake makers, I think this can help a lot because there's no way that every cake maker knows every good product within the industry. I mean, there are so many avenues that it goes. And so, yeah, if we can just all come together and learn better what what products make our jobs jobs and lives easier? Yeah, because, I mean, we all know when you try to do cakes with a, a, a lousy turntable, <laughs> uh, they don't work very well. So we, we just want to know what everybody thinks. And if you have something that you're wondering about, like you're really torn on what direction to go with a particular product, let us know. And we'll put it out there and see if we can get some good input for you. Yeah, for sure. But... Let's just get right to it and talk to our good friend, Carly. And seriously, we are so excited for all of you to hear the amazing input that comes from a party planner. And so let's get her on. Hi, Carly. Welcome to Let's Talk Cake. Hey, I'm so excited to be here with you guys today. And we are so excited to have you. Thank you for joining us. Of course. So... Why don't you just get started by telling our listeners a little bit about you and about how you ended up doing what you're doing? Of course. Okay, so I am originally from Orange County, California. I grew up like 10 minutes from Disneyland, so super, super fun. Um, I came out here to Utah for school. I went to Brigham Young University and I studied theater arts studies, <laughs> a little different than event planning. <laughs> um, but I always, I grew up doing musical theater and I really loved it. Um, and so I went into college with the mindset of maybe um, running a youth theater company one, one day, which I can still see myself doing for sure, but maybe further down the line. Um, but I've always loved events and I've always loved throwing parties. I always would throw very elaborate parties and birthday parties for myself growing up. And I was always the girl that my friends and family would call come to to plan showers and bachelorette parties and birthday parties and stuff like that. And so I always loved it. And then I got married um, my the end of my junior year of college. And that was like the tipping point for my love for event planning. So a lot of people um, hate and dread the planning process of a wedding, but I just loved it. I wanted to do it every single day, and I miss it still to this day. And so after that, um, I went into my final year of school, and I just couldn't stop thinking about, about event planning. I loved it so much. I missed planning my wedding, and I just was looking for every opportunity I could to plan parties. And I kept thinking about starting an event business and thinking about it, And but I was scared. It's a scary thing. It's vulnerable to put yourself out there and um, start a business. And so finally, I graduated from BYU and I decided, you know what, if there's any time for me to go after this, it's right now. <laughs> 
So I started a little business. I made a website and kind of stumbled along figuring out how to how to get clients and how everything works in the social media world. And um, he, I'm still doing that today. And that's kind of how I started. And I've loved it ever since. That's awesome. I love I love the journey process because it makes up who you are. And it's so important that there are people out there who love to plan parties because there are so many that don't. <laughs> totally, totally. It's definitely not everybody's cup of tea. Well, and when you're good at it, I mean, you have the kind of personality that is good at it and people gravitate to you and you have good ideas. And so it it kind of, it's a good fit for you, I think. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, I'd love to kind of dive in a little deeper into the part of starting the business and taking that leap of faith. And like you said, it's scary to do that. And I think so many of us hobby bakers might still have that full-time job and it is just a hobby and we might not be ready to take that leap of faith but I'd love to hear more about kind of that process specifically of how you did take that leap of faith and even maybe the people that thought you were crazy for doing it. Absolutely. It's such a scary, vulnerable thing, especially nowadays when we're like putting it online and putting it on social media. Since social media is such a big part of, you know, starting small businesses these days, that can be really scary. Um, and so, (laughs) I mean, I definitely, it was a hobby for a long time and I probably put it off for so long, like months and months and months. I think I made my website and my Instagram account, but it was like private, like two or three months before I even decided to like go public with it. Cause I was so scared. It's a scary thing. Um, and I remember like the day that I posted about it on my personal Instagram, like announcing it to the world. And I was so nervous about it. So nervous. And it's so dumb that we get in, get in our heads like that. Um, I think, um, a lot of small businesses, um, and people who take their passions and turn it into a business deal with imposter syndrome. And I definitely struggle with that. Because I think we kind of think, well, who am I to like say that I'm good enough to do this? Who am I to ask people to pay money for what I'm passionate about? And we kind of discredit like how talented we are and how many hours we put into learning this craft. And, um, you know, we we just get in our heads about what people are going to think. And so I think it's just kind of pushing through those walls and um, giving ourselves like the permission to believe that we belong in this space and that it's okay to follow our passions and to be loud and to be in this creative space publicly. So how did people react when you put that up the first time? What kind of reaction did you get from people? So I got a lot of positive feedback. I'm very, very lucky to have a lot of really supportive friends and family who shared my posts and were super excited. And I had some people who, some friends and family who wanted me to do parties for them. And so I was really lucky to get some positive feedback. Um, I did though, and I still do, um, in the back of my mind, whenever I'm posting or whenever I am like, uh, asking people to come to an event that I'm hosting, um, I get in my head (laughs) about it and think like, you know, who am I to be doing this? I'm not talented enough or whatever. I don't have enough experience. And so I think that's kind of where I've seen the pushback is in my own head. Um, 
I I find myself when people ask what I do, trying to like make excuses for it and saying like, oh, well, I have a side gig and like it's this party business and I do parties sometimes and kind of discrediting like all the work that I do put into it. And so I think that's the, I haven't had as much like people actually telling me that, oh, you shouldn't be doing this. It's more kind of in my head, which is something that I've really had to work on and overcome. Yeah, sometimes we stand in our own way. <laughs> We're yes. our own worst enemies. Totally. So that's that's good advice for all of us, though, to kind of get out of our own way and mm-hmm. um, be happy with moving forward with the things that we feel positive about and the things that we love. It's, it's okay to do that. Absolutely. And I think a big part of it is just being confident. Like you said, it's it like we're in our heads and our and our brains are telling us we're not good enough, but we are. And we take the time to work on what we're doing and we take the time to become who we are as whether it be a party planner or a cake maker. And so, yeah, we definitely just need to work towards how do I word this? I mean, <laughs> we need to believe in ourselves. Yes, and, exactly. And, and we will get there. I mean, if if we're if we become our own fan, sometimes we have to be our own fan and our own cheerleader, and that's really hard. Totally. Um, but but we have to do that sometimes because until we actually step out of our comfort zone, other people can't even like you said. You had a private account for like three months before you had the yes. courage to put it out there. <laughs> So you you needed to be your cheerleader during that time and give yourself help give yourself courage to to jump in and move forward and so I think it's okay for us to toot our own horns at least to ourselves how about that <laughs> I think it I think it's important you know the whole journey no matter I think everybody deals with imposter syndrome no matter how successful you may seem or look or you know however much money you're making or whatever how many clients you have um I think everybody deals at some point like there's always somebody that's better than you or that you want to compare yourself to and so I think we always need to be our own cheerleader like you said it's important to to believe that like we belong in this space and we deserve to be following our passion. Definitely. Well, we've been following Carly for quite some time early on when you first started your account. We yes. we came across it and we've loved it and it's been so fun just to see your growth and see how many parties you're actually doing cuz you are yes. finding success and I love that and it's so it's so obvious that you are passionate about what you're doing. And I think that definitely is what attracts so many people. Oh, you are so sweet. Yes, <laughs> I have loved being able to work with you guys from the very beginning. You guys were some of the, I think you guys were the first cake people that I ever, cake makers that I ever worked with. So like from the very get-go, you guys have been on my side. So I'm so grateful for that. Well, we love working with you. And it's so fun to see all of your different parties because so many, I guess you could say so many parties, you don't necessarily need cake, you could say, but mm-hmm. with all of your parties, you can always find a cake. And we love that. Yeah. <laughs> There's always a way to work in cake. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, it's, an, it's a must. <laughs> you can't have a party without cake. Definitely. It's like that famous quote, the party without cake is just a meeting. Exactly. That's right. yep. True. We would, we would love to hear more about kind of what you're looking for as an event coordinator, what you're looking for in a cake maker or a cake artist and how 
advice, I guess, how us cake makers can work with someone like you. Yeah, of course. Okay, so I'd say first of like the advice for cake makers of working with event and party planners, I'd say the biggest thing is like building a relationship. So like as an event planner, I'm obviously like doing a lot of different parties. And like you guys said, like I always like to have cake my parties. And it is important for me to not have to worry about whether, you know, the cake is going to be done in time or if it's going to look weird or if it's going to be the wrong flavor or whatever. Um, So it's important. It's really, really valuable for me to build a relationship with a cake maker that I trust um, and that I know is going to provide me with just a a beautiful cake that tastes great and and can work with me. We can work together to create just a really awesome cake for the party. Um, that way I'm not like having to try a bunch of different people and, you know, be finding like uncomfortable situations where things don't work out or get there in time for a party. And so I think um, building relationships with, with event planners or and reaching out to them or just, you know, forming that that friendship can really bring in more um more revenue or more opportunities for a cake maker because if an event planner likes you know your work then like they're gonna keep coming back to you for all their parties so that's probably that I would say one thing that we really have appreciated about Carly and that I think is important the whole trust building between between the cake maker and the event planner is developing a relationship where the the event planner trusts you with the theme. I mean, Carly will call us and she'll just say, this is the theme, this is the flavor they want, and then she lets us run with it. And boy, for cake makers, that is everything. Yes, creative freedom <laughs> is is the best. <laughs> and that does come with a relationship because um, how would you know that you can trust us with a theme and that we're going to provide something you're happy with without having that relationship. So I guess advice for cake makers out there would be to really get to know your event planner and get to know your cake makers too. So you know that you can trust them and then give creative freedom wherever you can, because I know if a client has a, a very specific thing that you have to go with, that's, that's one thing, but being able to give some creative freedom to somebody who is in the artistic field is it's a real exciting thing for a cake maker totally totally I mean I feel the same way when I get creative freedom and I'm planning a party um but I think it just it just goes to show like how talented you guys are and I just I have so I have so much trust in you guys and we've built that relationship that you know all the cakes that you guys have made for me in the past have just been so beautiful and just spot on that I just don't have any fear whatsoever when I tell you like this is the theme these are like the general colors and just like go for it I know that like when I come to pick up the cake it's just going to be spectacular and it always is and so I think that like you said it's just building that trust that that foundation of a friendship and a relationship between the cake maker and the event planner is is super important and really really fun thanks we appreciate that too we appreciate being able to do that and we're we're glad to have that kind of relationship because it really does make it a lot of fun. Yes, it does. Okay, so as far as being able to find cake makers, we've kind of talked about building that relationship, but 
Do you have like a go-to way of finding them, whether it be a Google search or through social media? How do you find cake makers and how do us cake makers um, know that we are being seen by the right party planners? Yes. Um, Okay, so my general method of finding cake makers and most vendors for parties and events is through social media. That's kind of where I feel like a lot of things are going these days. And um, that's just my own personal method is I like to search on social media. And so I think um, an important thing for cake makers is just making sure that their social media is searchable, so to say. So like in their name, having like cake maker or dessert, like you guys have dessert studio or whatever, um, or in their bio so that things are searchable. When I go to type in my search bar on Instagram, like Utah cakes, then I can see like a list of different, maybe small businesses or whatever that provide Utah cakes or wherever I'm looking. Um, and then I can go through and kind of see their work. And that's kind of where I am finding people nowadays. And I even did that in my own wedding when I was a client, um, not necessarily my, like an event planner. Um, that's how I found like all of my vendors was just searching through Instagram and, um, like geotagging your pictures is helpful too, because then I can find, you know, where you are and whatnot like that. And so I would say social media is a big one, at least for me. And then I'd say if I can't get through social media, then my next step is going to be searching on Google, the area and like the product that I'm looking for. So like the cake or the types of cake. Okay. So with social media, probably so many of your searches come from hashtags, right? Yes. Okay. So yeah, we have noticed ourselves when people come for a wedding cake tasting and we ask them how they found us. So much of the time it's from, oh, I found you on the hashtag Utah Wedding Cakes or Utah Birthday Cakes. And so, yes, yes, seriously, using hashtags, you guys, will help the right clientele and event planners and everyone who are potential customers find you. So use hashtags. Yes, we probably mentioned this before, but but Carly just also mentioned about geotagging and about location. You've got to have your location somewhere on there. Otherwise, you're looking for a birthday cake or a wedding cake and you might find something you like and it's in Australia or somewhere so far away that it it is of no use to you where you are. So be sure that you're tagging where your location is and be sure that you're using the hashtags because those are how people find you. Yes, I've definitely found that a couple times in like a couple months ago and looking at like some cookie accounts um, that I was interested in and they didn't have any geotags on any of their pictures they didn't have where they were in their bio I like went to their website and it didn't say where they were and so I was like I don't know if I can even work with you because maybe you're across the country maybe you're yeah like in Australia like you said like I have no idea if I can work with you and if things aren't I mean it's sad to say but if things aren't like simple for a client to figure out, you know, like who you are, what you do, where you are, how can I contact you, then they're going to give up and try and go to someone who's easier. So yeah, so like hashtagging and geotags and just having all your information on your social media is just a really great way to be found. Absolutely. Good. Okay, Carly. So from your standpoint, as you have been planning parties and different things, like why our birthday cakes or celebration cakes or wedding cakes, why is it such a vital part to a party? Oh, it is so important. I love this question. So I, like we said before, a, cake, a party without a cake is just a meeting. Cakes are 
are an element of a party that get people excited. I feel like it's an opportunity for guests to come together and bond over over really delicious dessert. Um, and it just, it, it truly makes the party. It can be not only like something that brings guests together, but it can be a focal point of decoration. My One of my favorite things to decorate at a, ta- at a party is a, is a cake table. Um, and I feel like cakes, beautiful cakes can truly like just steal the show of a party. Um, and so I think that they're just so fun and so important to a good party um, because they can be the focal point. They can be the, the main activity and the main source of decoration. And I just, oh, I love cakes, guys. Awesome. That that's some that's some pretty heavyweight stuff for the cake. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yes. No pressure. No, no pressure at all. <laughs> no, but honestly, that that's just encouragement for us cake makers to improve ourselves because it is so true. A a really crappy cake at a wedding cake <laughs> or at a wedding, if it's like sloping or if if it's just not looking good then mm-hmm. it it's kind of affecting the entire event, right? And it's such a missed opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, honestly, that's that's encouragement to all of us cake makers. Improve ourselves so that so that <laughs> parties can be better. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, and and I think all cake makers should just know like how important they are to every party. Like I think like sometimes I think sometimes people get caught up in like what the like main activity is at a party or they think that that's the focal point or they think that decorations are so important or whatever. But like at the end of the day, people are going to remember an amazing cake. And I just, I want cake makers to know that like cake cake really does have a big impact on a party. That's awesome. Well, do you have anything else that you think would share, would help our listeners as they work with an event planner? Um, I mean, other than just like building strong relationships, I'd say don't be afraid to like reach out to event planners and say like, hey, I'm a local cake maker in your area. And like, I would love to work with you. If you ever need a cake for a party, feel free to reach out. I think like I love your work or whatever. And that's like a really good way to start building your um, repertoire of event planners. And um you know, create, starting to create those relationships. So I'd say don't be afraid to reach out um, and start that relationship. But other than that, keep doing what you're doing. Make delicious cakes. You guys are all awesome. <laughs> she has such a good personality. Don't you just want to have her planning your party? <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> Seriously. And she's so talented. And so this week's challenge, we would really love for all of you to take advantage of the event planners, the party planners, the wedding planners in your area and just message them. Start a relationship. You can go as big as saying, hey, I want to do all of your cakes for all of your events. (laughs) Or you can just start liking their photos, following them, commenting and just building that relationship, which will then eventually lead to those orders that come from those planners. Yeah. Like Carly said, if we're not tapping that option of reaching out to people who plan these events, then we're really missing out on a, a business aspect there that we could be utilizing. So yeah, this week's challenge, we want you to reach out in some way to 
party planners or event planners and start building that relationship that she was talking about. And we'd love to hear what you think. Um, if you have some good experience, if you get some good feedback from it, um, we'd love to hear about it. We'd love to hear people's experiences in these challenges because if we do these, I think that they will help us to broaden our experience in the kitchen. And Absolutely. And speaking of reaching out, we have had several people reach out to us and just thank us for <laughs> for the podcast. And it we, really is so, so humbling, you guys, because... We're new to this. We we just have a passion for cake, and so we wanted to broaden that passion through a podcast. And so yeah, we're... we've been excited to hear how many of you are actually enjoying it. And I mean, how can you not? I mean, not to say we're awesome, but the people we're getting on here, we've had some really interesting people. And honestly, I'm so excited for people to get to know some of these cake people and these people that we that we look at their work on Instagram, but we don't actually know them. And so. Yeah, thanks so much for listening and for participating. And for those of you who have sent us little messages and notes, we so appreciate it. Yes, seriously. And I just love to share one real quick because it goes along with kind of what's going on in the world and and how cake is helping with the situations going on. And so we got a message from, I hope I'm pronouncing your name right, Ryan or Ryan (laughs) from Buttermilk Sugar Eggs. And she said, I really want to thank you ladies for this podcast. I work as a nurse in a hospital and my drive home from work before I get home to my family is often filled with a lot of worries and anxieties lately. But listening to you really helps me just zone out, relax, and think about my favorite thing, cake. And so we are just so thankful to all of you who are helping us with this podcast. I mean, we wouldn't want to go on if we didn't know that maybe in some way it was helping. And so... We are just so thankful to all of you and also a shout out to all of you people in the healthcare system. We are For so thankful. Sure. <laughs> For sure. You're the front line right now and you're you're heroes. You're nothing short of heroes. What you're doing to help take care of people and and even putting yourself at risk a lot of the time, we're really, really grateful for everyone utilizing their talents the way you are to to try to help everyone be safe and healthy. Absolutely. And so, yeah, if any of you healthcare workers just need an outlet to zone out, just tune into this and think about cake and nothing. And <laughs> know how much we appreciate you. <laughs> yes. But seriously, thank you so much, guys. And thank you for tuning in and definitely stay tuned for next week. Yeah, next week we've got a good show for you. We've got Miri from Ten Bloom Cakes, and she's she's super talented. We're really excited to talk to her. And a cool thing about her business is she started out with the cakes, but she has actually evolved a bit, and she's spending almost equal times between cakes and teaching now. And she's been teaching all over the world. So it should be really fun to talk to her and hear about her, her story and how she's doing things. Absolutely. So tune in next week on Tuesday when we will be talking to Mary at Ten Bloom Cakes. But thanks again, guys. And we'd like to thank our producer, Corey, for all that he does behind the scenes. And stay tuned next week as we talk more cake. Hey, everyone. This is Corey. I just wanted to say thanks for listening. Also, subscribe to the podcast and follow the Let's Talk Cake podcast on Instagram so you don't miss out on any content. If you do the challenge this week, tag the podcast in your post, and we'll share it in the next episode. Thanks again, and we'll see you next Tuesday.